Hi everyone and welcome to the Dodging Sleep podcast. My name is Ian Carlson and we're recording this podcast on the 22nd of August. Wherever and whenever you're listening to us, I hope you're having a very pleasant day. On this day in, uh, in Dodgers history, if you go back to the year 2000 and our first baseman, Eric Karros, hit both a solo and a three home run um, home run during a nine-run sixth innings uh, of a 14-6 victory over the Expos. And in doing so, he became the first player in franchise history, which at that point was 111 years old, um, to hit two homers in the same innings. Um, quite like that stat. Um, joining me on the podcast today, uh, we got the other Ian, Ian Blees. How are you doing? I'm great, thanks, Ian. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. Thanks for putting this together. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure to just sit and waffle on about the Dodgers. I'm sure we could both do it for hours and hours and hours. Um, it's been a couple of weeks since we last podded, so we're going to do a slightly extended um, a sort of recap tonight, and then we'll talk about some of the, um, well, let's be honest, it's been pretty good positive news over the last couple of weeks, so there's plenty of, of upbeat stories to talk about. Uh, a little bit about Trey Turner, a bit about uh, MVP in waiting, Max Muncy. Uh, a bit about Cy Young winner in waiting, uh, Walker Bueller, and then we'll talk a little bit about how the gap has come down and how the relative standings are in the division. Bit on, uh, bit on injuries, a um, bit of a prediction for the week ahead, and I'm sure there'll be a few tangents as we go off in different directions. Um, but since we last podded, um, we have been on a really rather good run. It's almost like being back at the start of the season. So we completed a 2-1 series win over the Angels. Uh, we had a 2-1 series win over the Phillies. We swept the Mets 3-0 in New York. Uh, we then swept the Pirates 3-0. And we're currently 3-0 up in a four-game series back at the Ravine, also against the Mets. Um, where do you want to start with all of that, Ian? It's just good news after good news after good news, really. I mean, you could start. You could start wherever you like, really. I mean, there's been uh, there's been some uh, there's been some great individual moments. Uh, I, I particularly uh, liked Alex Vessia uh, the other night. I think he only came in, only faced one hitter, um, but the, the the raw emotion, how pumped up he was to to get that out, uh, uh, shows you how much it means to them all, doesn't it? Uh, absolutely, yeah. And then I think it's almost old news now, but the Trey Turner slide. Uh, was a thing uh, <laughs> a, a while ago. Um, I, I think I've, I had more interaction on Twitter from a uh, from a from a cheeky comment on that one, tagging in uh, pitching ninja, uh, than I think I've had on anything else ever. Um, that so, was ev- ev- everybody was talking about that. That was that was that was a, th- a thing of beauty, wasn't it? Really, it just so just so smooth. Uh, we were we were talking about it um, at our baseball training ourselves, and we were talking about whether like oh we all want to try that. And we realised that our fields, other than the fact that we're not as graceful uh, as, as Trey Turner anyway, <laughs> but our fields are just mean, uh, just mean we're probably going to just be breaking ankle after ankle if we all start practising that one. But it was, it was so smooth. It looked great, and it, it's nice to see something one of the, one of the less recognised skills in the game uh, getting a little bit of uh, getting a little bit of coverage. Um, you know, everyone's you see great throws, you see great catches, you see great hits. 
you know, there's, there's so many facets of the game, speed on the base path that, that get plenty of get plenty of recognition and just something like a, a good quality slide to avoid a tag uh, makes, uh, you know, it's nice to see that getting a little bit of recognition. It, it was the fact that he, 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 for me also, he didn't make a big thing of it. You know, he just slid, got up gracefully in one movement and then just carried on walking off. There was no sort of, you know, arms in the air or anything. That that was the, the sort of the, the, the cherry on top for me in terms of the coolness of it. I think it's it's one of those things about playing for a big market team. Maybe he's done that a hundred times for the Nationals and no one cared. Um, I did actually I, I did actually notice he slid home the other night and did a very very similar motion. It's obviously something that he does that he slides wide and reaches in to catch the play. It's something that's come more and more into it. Um, and there's nothing unusual about a pop up slide. It's the it's the it's the sort of pirouette that he mm. uh, that, that he include that he included in it that makes it that makes it look good. But he actually did it did a very similar motion the other night. Um, and no one picked up on it. Um, I mean, it was le- a less close play at home for for one thing. Um, but maybe he's done that lots of times with the Nationals, and no one cared. And now he's playing for a, and now he's playing for the Dodgers. Uh, these things get picked up on. Yeah, and I guess the spotlight's on on him and and Scherzer just because it is still relatively recent after the after sort of the blockbuster um, deadline deal, and and therefore the cameras are on them, and everybody's talking about them, and uh, and all the rest of it. Um, I mean, I mean, I loved, um, I love seeing uh, Corey Knebel back. You know, he with his his injury, and the, I think we we talked about him at the at the start of the season on the podcast. Then we talked about and, and then we talked about the injury and and how big a loss could he be. And at the time, it seemed such a long way off um, his return, and 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 now suddenly he's he's back. So that's that's good news. Um, and I liked, I think it was in the nine nil uh, win that we had. Um, uh, White coming on in relief. What was it? Seven, seven and a bit innings. I think it was our longest, yeah. our longest sort of, um, was it the longest relieving stint without giving up a run for years and years and years for for the Dodgers. I mean, that was something like nineteen twenty six or something. Yeah. I'm sure of it. Yeah, it was a long, long time back. It was, it was, it, it was ridiculous. Um, and I think the fact that we are struggling with with injuries at the moment, with uh, you know Kershaw out, Urias out, obviously May went out. Um, and and therefore relying more on bullpen games than would be ideal. Having somebody who can come in like that and just basically own the rest of the game. um, I think that's, I mean, it's it's a great highlight for him, but I think for what could be a a tough run in until we start to get Kershaw and Arias back and Kershaw, we'll we'll talk about his injury later, but um, you know, it's still a few weeks off. I think having, having relievers who can just pitch and pitch and pitch is, is going to be essential really. Absolutely, absolutely, and I think we're we're starting to see we're starting to see. I think the bullpen has seemed to be hitting a bit of a a, a bit of a rhythm uh, in in the last few weeks. Uh, I you know they're obviously being a little bit over depended on as you, as you've alluded to there with the number of bullpen games that we've had to that we've had to uh, come up with. Uh, we've got uh, obviously we've, we've got we've got Price starting tonight. Um, whether he, you know quite how deep he'll go remains to be seen. Could well be another bullpen another bullpen game tonight, but at least there's a he, he says cautiously, at least it's a day off tomorrow. The way it displays, one, one of the things about um, about the way it displays on on on, on my uh, on my thing is because if it, if a game happens before midnight, then it then it shows up on the Saturday, and most of the games happen after midnight for us. Um, so sometimes I get very confused as to whether whether there actually is a day off or not. But either way, it's at least an early start followed by a uh, followed by a, followed by a later start. So a late one, yeah. Time. 
yeah yeah absolutely um i think the other thing for me just in terms of the um of some of the highlights um i think somebody put it on twitter i think we i think a couple of nights ago when we won and 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 the giants lost it was something like the first time for about two or three months that that had happened that we because we seem to have got into a bit of a, a, a sort of a, a, a groove where we won and they won. And if they lost, we also lost. So, so nobody, we, we weren't actually closing the gap and it's quite nice to have a bit of a run with, with them losing as winning. Um, and I think we, we, we were talking about it on our sort of WhatsApp chat group about with three games against the giants left, it'd be nice to be within, you know, a couple of games of them heading into that series, which is, you know, touch wood is, is where we're positioning ourselves for, which is, which is, which is excellent. Absolutely. And I think with the, with the giants, they've got a, if, if you look at the, if you look at the run-ins, I, I looked at the run-ins across the, uh, the Padres, the, the Dodgers uh, and, and the giants, the three teams um, in contention of them, obviously the Padres have, have, have slipped away and somehow become the Baltimore Orioles in the last few weeks. Um, but our running on paper is significantly easier uh, than the Giants running, but largely to do with the amount of time to have to play the Padres. So the Padres could still have a big say in in this uh, in this division. So we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see how that how that all pans out. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Let's talk, shall we, about um, some of the individual highlights and. Let's let's start with Mr. Turner. We've mentioned his sly Trey Turner. We 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 got to get our heads around the fact we've got two two Turners now. But um, mm-hmm. we 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 talked about his slide. But I mean, he's 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 just performing. You know, whether it's speed around the bases or some of his defensive work or the batting. Um, he's currently leading the National League in in batting average. Um, you look at all of his his stats and um, this year. You know, slugging, OPS, batting average. Um, He's he's ahead of his career average um, for for all of the key stats uh, this year. And in fact, if you look at the the split in the season between his time with the Nationals and his time with LA, he's improved all of the stats basically since joining LA. I think slugging he might be down slightly on, but everything else is up since he joined 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 the Dodgers. Um, and it's um, there's quite a bit out there on Twitter saying is is he actually when you look at that deal with him coming across and Scherzer is he actually the, the the bigger part of it in terms of the filling a need and I guess the fact he's under under contract for another year and all the rest of it but um, what do you make about about how he's how he's fitted in with the team? So I've been a big fan of Trey Turner for a few years I might have said I might have said the last time we podded that um, I uh, I drafted him um, uh, when he, in his rookie season when he was when he came up with the Nationals, I, I drafted Trey Turner in fantasy baseball, and um, I didn't really know who he was. Thought I've kept him as a bench player, uh, and he put up some really good numbers. So ever since then, I've kept an eye on him. Uh, I didn't much like facing it. I always felt that he was dangerous when we when we faced them uh, when we faced them a few years ago in the postseason. He was always the player uh, that I feared the most uh, coming up against it, coming up against him, and I think that he's. He, he's just such an, uh, i got to be careful how I phrase this, he's such an all-round weapon. Um, he can basically be, uh, he, he's got he's got power, probably more doubles than than uh, than home runs. But, you know, he can hit home runs. He hit his first in Dodger Blue last night. Yep. Um, and uh, and he, he's got, he's put up decent numbers uh, in, in most years. He's got it in his, he's got it in his locker. 
but it, it almost flies under the radar because of everything else that he can do. He is so fast. He's so good defensively. Um, and he just seems like a, like a really good teammate. He seems like he loves baseball. He's smiling. You know, he, when he's on the field, he's smiling. And bear in mind, you know, he didn't have, uh, he didn't have a choice in this trade, really. It's, you know, he didn't have a choice in the trade. I don't know why I didn't no. work, really. You know, he was just traded. He was just told, you're going to L.A. Um, you know, a few eyebrows were raised when he was a couple of days later than, than Max Scherzer, and you're kind of thinking, right, you know, is he, is he unhappy about this? But, you know, there are, there are things to sort out when you move, when you move across the country that size. Um, but he's just turned up, and I just think he... I've obviously taken now more of an interest, even more of an interest uh, in him since he's, uh, since he's joined the Dodgers. And he just seems like a, like a phenom. You know, he seems like he's got that sort of Tatis-level ability um, to, you know, to, to, to be amazing. And that now he's in a big market team. He's going to have the eyes on him. Um, so we've got him for a season, you know, for the rest of this season and for, and for next year, assuming we don't, you know, catch mm-hmm. in on it at the end of the year. Um, and I just think he is such a strong addition to our team. Um, and I'm, I couldn't be happier. I don't think, I don't, if you'd have asked me beforehand, which players do you want to see us pick up? Trey Turner probably wouldn't have been a name that I mentioned, but it should have been. He's just been flying below the radar. He's just someone that's not been, not been getting the attention that he deserves. And I'm, I, I couldn't be happier that he's, that he's playing in Dodger blue. And that, uh, I think Leon said this earlier on. Uh, might have been Scott in in, in our uh, in our little Dodgers UK WhatsApp group. Um, that you know, he, with him in our team, our chances of winning a championship this year and maybe next year are improved. There is no doubt about it. Absolutely, uh, and I think it's it's interesting because people often with with all sports, you know, you talk about the importance of obviously the. Um, you know, the ability of individual players and the ability to play in a team. And, but there's also a lot of talk about the importance of having the having certain personality types and, and, and leaders and, and strong players in, in the team. And, you know, when if you look at some of the the, the real extrovert people like Kike and, and Verdugo, who we've we've lost over the last year, who you, you who would, irrespective of their on-pitch performance, would bring something to, to lift the team just through their 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 sort of personality and bravado and all the rest of it um and it's interesting because he seems a very different kind of much more understated but but nevertheless in a very different way um bringing something to the dugout that you know it's not he's not just lifting it um lifting it on the pitch but I think lifting it in the dugout as well I mean they must sit and watch him speed around the bases the times when he goes from sort of first to third or first to home and he's he's just off and, and and having that extra threat and the you know that whether it's stealing or just getting an extra 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 base that kind of stuff uh, it just brings another dimension to to the team which i think is 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 amazing um and i think you know if you go back um go back a few months i don't think it's certainly at the start of the season when we were you know talking about the prospects for the year ahead and everything i don't think any of us thought well we'll be sitting here in august talking about a team that has uh trey turner max scherzer and albert pujols <laughs> all in the game um i mean it's 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 quite remarkable really but um but yeah and 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 also and again we talked about it on the trade deadline sort of podcast the fact that it's not just that we've got these players but it's that other teams haven't got them as well 
Um, and certainly some of the rumours heading into the deadline as to who might be picking up people like Scherzer in particular and the fact that we got them. Um, I think it's brilliant. And and hopefully, you know, we, we create a positive impression and they, they enjoy it and, and they're up for extensions and re-signing and all the rest of it. And we'll tell. Uh, indeed. Fingers crossed. Um, of course, another star performer who's been there all the time and is now thankfully actually being talked of in the sort of MVP um, speak is another Max, Max Muncy this time. Um, he's not quite got the stats of somebody like a, a Tatis, but as that old cliche about sports says, you know, the greatest ability is availability. And he is, he does always seem to be there. Um, but looking at the sort of the odds on the MLB website earlier today, you've got, you got Tatis, you've got Bryce Harper, you've got Jesse Winker and you've got Max Muncy. Uh, are the sort of the the four that that, that are up there? Um, Muncy is is level with Tatis on on RBIs at the moment, um, but um, it's it, it's 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 a bit like uh, bit like the other Turner story, our other Turner and the good news story or Chris Taylor or whatever people, you know, joining the Dodgers and just just absolutely blossoming and and performing in a way that people perhaps wouldn't have seen them. But um, what do you what what do you think about his his um, his case for uh, for being in the MVP talk. So uh, he's earned he's earned his spot uh, at this point in time to, to to be in the discussion. He has been uh, in a year where we've um, well we've we've had a lot of Bellinger not playing. We've had uh, Betts uh, playing injured. Uh, Bellinger's back playing now and, and not doing so well. And between him and Chris Taylor and Justin Turner at certain points in time, um, the offense has been. Uh, has been lifted and probably the most consistent piece of that puzzle has been Max Muncy certainly in terms of uh, in terms of power um, in terms of home run in terms of home run power um, Will Smith I think is another one who I think is uh, is uh, you know often overlooked but he does he tends to sit two games out of five so he, you know so he's so he's not really going to going to be in the conversation it's going to be very hard for Max Muncy I think to win MVP um, I think probably up until about three, four weeks ago, Tatis Jr. was looking odds-on favourite. He was, you know, way out in front, um, mm. despite the fact that, that defensively he's he's not been great. You know, he makes the the the, the, the you know, some very athletic, very showboat um, web gem highlight plays, but he also makes a lot of throwing errors. Um, you know, I think he's. I'll have to check, um, but but he, you know, errors come into things a little a little bit less as an MVP. It's really about your offensive performance. Um, it's it's the it's the highlights that make the videos, isn't it? Oh yeah, very, very much so. When you look at things like OPS, you know, which is which has become a key a key stat, and you know the the, the people that you mentioned there, um, uh, Tatis Junior. Uh, he's on. Uh, uh, he, he's just just above one at the moment, one one oh three oh. Bryce Harper um, has has been on a a great tear recently, and I think mm. he, he's probably as things stand, uh, unless Tatis Junior is able to recover a level of fitness and start playing in his natural position. Um, I think Bryce Harper is potentially the favourite if he can propel the Phillies to the to the postseason, but. Max Muncy will keep chipping away. He will keep being consistent. And you're absolutely right to mention that he is someone that we, that the, that the club picked off the scrap heap. He was released by Oakland. I think it was Oakland. Um, and, um, and, and not ready, you know, and 
we I think we gave him a minor league contract, and then he quite quickly came up the following the following year and started doing quite a good job. Um, he came up because Bellinger was going to play um, first base, and Bellinger got injured. Um, so it's yeah, it was it was sort of an unheralded. It was almost like well, we've got somebody injured, we've got to sick this Muncy guy in and see what happens, and then he just exploded. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And he and he's but since then he's been consistent, and we've spoken about him a few times on the pod. Um, and even when he's not hitting, he's getting on base at an incredible rate because his 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 eye is his eye is so good. Um, yeah. I mean, I think as a as a marketable MVP. You know he's uh, when, and what I, what I mean by that is you know you look at Tatis and his athleticism. You look at Bryce Harper and you know he's already of course won an MVP a few years ago. Um, you even look at uh, the likes of Juan Soto. Um, these are these are these are these are these are young, handsome, athletic fellas, strong. You know uh, Muncy. You know he he, he looks, you know he, he looks like a bloke from the pub. To, you know, to a certain degree. No, I, and I know that's that's gonna that's gonna sound like you know maybe maybe that's gonna sound a little bit harsh, but I quite like it. You know, um, as an as a as someone who spent most of my playing career as a, as, as an overweight first baseman, um, you know, I've got I've got a lot of time for him. But he also demonstrates about how hard he works. He he, he works on his, on his defense. How hard he works on his hitting. How hard he works on pitch recognition. Um, and then you. He also seems to be incredibly switched on. Uh, if you if you if you cast your, your mind back to the uh, to the st- uh, stolen uh, base attempt, home uh, st- stealing home uh, attempt uh, in the World Series last year, and it was Muncy who called it for Kershaw. Mm. Um, and you know, and, and it's just another example uh, of, of his game. Um, he will keep chipping away. He will keep mm. delivering. Seven and eight out of ten performances, for want of a, 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 a of another scale, and if Bryce Harper um, and Tatis Junior start to start to falter, he has an outside chance of winning it. Uh, absolutely, and and uh, it, it, but you're right about the sort of the face of baseball type of type of thing. He he would be um, perhaps more of a, a Christian Yelich type winner you know not so much the, the the fanfare that you're right Tassis Jr or Bryce Harper would would bring or to an extent even even Cody Bellinger in terms of the, the you know you could stick him on the front cover of a video game or something like that and you could see him be in the part whereas Max Muncy maybe maybe less so um interestingly of the of the four that the the, the MLB website had to so Tassis Jr Harper Muncy and Jesse Winker um Muncy has got the highest wins uh the highest wins above replacement uh yeah. score at the moment which is which is which is interesting um and i think also and, and we've talked about it before and we've talked about with chris taylor as well having somebody from a team perspective who can do all of that individually but is still a bit of a utility player as well so can you know cover for injuries and can move across across the diamond as needed to to fill out another hole so it's not just well, he's got one position and he plays it well. You know, there there are multiple positions that he can that he can help out help out the team in, which is brilliant. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely, you know, the, his versatility is something you probably wouldn't expect. You know, to, to look at him, you go right. Well, he's a first baseman, um, but he does not let the side down. He plays league. I'd have to I'd have to check, but I'm going to claim that he plays league average defense at second base. Um, 
and uh, and and does a and does a does a good job there. Uh, interestingly, uh, in terms of the way WAR is calculated, and I am not an expert on this, but I heard I'm, I'm regurgitating information that I heard elsewhere. Um, uh, certainly, in terms of the defensive element of WAR, uh, first base is one of the easier positions. You get less points, so he he actually increases his WAR uh, if he's able to play uh, to, to to play second base, um, maybe even third base. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see. Um, you know, his best position is first base, uh, and we have and we have better fielders uh, ahead of him in 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 the other spots. Uh, but it is but it is nice to you know, uh, given that given that we were all talking about Justin Turner and Edwin Rios at third base, and and obviously you know with what happened to Rios, hmm. um, um, but yeah, it's nice to have Muncy be able to just to just slot over there, and and you know we've got uh, Pujols, um also playing fairly regular. Playing, playing fairly regular first base against lefties. Um, and I think that probably takes a little bit of pressure up. You know, you'd say that, but Monty's usually still playing in a different position. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's, as I say, people like him and Taylor are the sort of players that every team really needs a few of because they're, they're, they're in the team and outstanding players in their own right at a set position, but can cover to a very high standard other positions as needed and you know you 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 build a successful long-term sort of squad around them to an extent um another player who perhaps has an even even greater chance of 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 winning an award this year is 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 walker bueller um very much being talked about now in the um in the in the in the midst of the cy young sort of voting um you know i think he's 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 leading the um leading the national league at the moment in uh in era um he's Win loss in in ERA in MOB, yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, win loss percentage is is up at sort of 0.87. Uh, Thirteen wins again, another very high wins above, above replacement score, um, and just you just watch him and just think, you know, if, if I know we talked about it the other week, didn't we? If you had a one-off wildcard game, even after Scherzer had been signed, who who would who would you want to start? And I think most of us thought Bueller. He just seems to have the mindset whatever the game, whatever the occasion from a world series to just a sort of run of the mill, regular season game, he's just permanently fired up, you know, um, and just gets up there and expects to absolutely dominate and, and win another game for the Dodgers. He's just, just incredible. Um, sorry. I've probably said everything that we can say about him. What, what do you, what do you want to add on, on Mr. Bueller? Uh, I mean, I think you, you do, you're right. You do run out of, of superlatives. I think he's, uh, I think he potentially benefited um, to a small degree earlier in the season um, by being somehow our number three pitcher. At least, <laughs> at least he was the third pitcher to start a regular season game for us. Yeah, um, and he maybe he took that personally. You know, uh, he, came, he you know he he come he came out and I think he won the first uh, eleven games that uh, you know his first decisions, the first eleven mm. decisions were, were all wins. Um, and then we uh, lost two games, uh, both of which were shutouts. One of which was um, one of which I think we were no hit for the uh, for the for the first time in uh, in in a long time. Um, but I, what I love about him is his, is his mentality. He is a fighter. He when he's on that mound, there is nothing that he wants to do more than get that batter out. Uh, he is he is so fired up, so ready. Um, I think he's 
you know, I, I don't, I don't want to jinx him. I obviously, you know, don't. I, I want him to come out. I, I think he'll, I think he'll win several Cy Youngs, and I think this year will be his first. Um, I think he could, could potentially win another, win another couple uh, over the course of his career. Maybe, maybe even more. But obviously, that's always dependent on what other people are doing. Um, he just needs to stay fit. Um, you know, if yeah. he, he's not got a massive history of of of, of injury problems, but. These, you know, when you're dealing with someone who is still relatively young, um, there's been some phenomenal pitchers over the years who've come up and they've looked like they've got all the potential in the world, uh, and they've and they've been overpitched, uh, or they've picked up injuries and they've and they and they've not quite, uh, they've not quite been the same. Um, so I like that he's a number three starter. That initially he was behind um, Kershaw and he that shall not be named. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and that he's basically, I think, he's just taken that as, you think I'm your third best pitcher? I'm going <laughs> to prove to you that I'm your best pitcher. I'm not only your best pitcher, I'm the best pitcher in the National League, maybe even in all of baseball. And mm. I think that is the way his mentality works. He is so driven, and he just wants uh, to, to achieve more and more. And you cannot beat a little bit of arrogance and a little bit of... Uh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you, you can see him tying down the sort of the starting ace number one pitcher for the for the Dodgers in the way that Kershaw has for the last sort of decade. You can see the next decade being being Walker Buehler's decade for the Dodgers, really. Um, he's just... I think he's... I wonder to, to what extent, if you think of some of the pitchers who've been there while he's sort of been coming through in the early years, you know, obviously Kershaw, we've had Zach Greinke, we had Ryu... Hill now Scherzer, you know he's had some he's had some good good pitchers to be to be in the dugout with to be be practicing with. Um, I mean that that can't but help rub off on a on a young up and coming pitch. Just sitting talking to those guys and and learning from them and and, and training with them. Um, but no, he's a he's an out and out star. He really is. Uh, yeah, com- completely agree. And I think one of the things I've heard other people uh, say about him is how hard he works off the field. You know he's in the you know he's 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 in the gym a lot. I know he's I know he's not the biggest guy. You know he's he's not he's not he's not one of these bodybuilder types. But it, you know he squats hard. He works so hard on being able to on being able to to throw. Uh, there's someone I um, uh, there's someone I, I, I follow on Twitter. Um, uh, the uh, the 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 Juco Bandit King of Juco, um, and he talks all about a lot about um, Eric Sim. His name is. Uh, he talks a lot about eating steak, throw hard, um, and I, I, you know, I think that's probably a little bit uh, simplified compared to what what Bueller does. But it is important to be strong, and Bueller perhaps at a very early age recognised he's not going to have the largest frame, um, so he has to make sure that that frame is uh, is is as as strong as possible. And uh, that's what he's done. He's come out. He's delivered really consistently um, throughout. You know, I, I can remember, you know, one or two games, and one one of them being the game he hit his home running, um, where he's sort of lost himself a little bit across the course of his career. And for someone as young as he is, that is, that is, you know, an incredibly small ratio of mm. uh, of basically, you know, <laughs> blowing up on the mound at that level. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Um... And, and and final thought on his on his on his frame and physique, um, given the his, his apparent fondness for the tightest of 
of trousers or should we say pants um possible um i suspect he's he's not going to look to over bulk anytime soon otherwise he won't get in those um anything in as snug as those things he's wearing um but yes fingers crossed between now and the end of the season and then for 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 thereafter um right now we 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 sort of touched on this a couple of times but the next slot we're going to talk about is uh, is the wonderfully named mind the gap um which really refers to 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 our division and and where we've been and where we're going to and hopefully where we're going to carry on going so we're now only one and a half games back against the the giants i think the worst it got to I think were we were we five or even six behind maybe at one point um they've had a um, you know, not the greatest of run, you know, we, their, their last, well, not the greatest, they've still won seven of the last 10, but but the difference this time around is that we've won nine of the last 10, so I've actually been able to close the gap. Um, there is a, a, a third team that we'll, we can talk about, I guess, but they've only won two of their last 10, and last time I heard they were spending time planning their open top bus tour to celebrate coming third in the division again. Um, but um, but yeah, look at, looking at, you know, the, the division now and where we've um, where we've got to so and looking ahead um so we've 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 got our game against the Mets tonight we've then got three at uh, at San Diego or, or or Dodgers South Stadium uh we've got three against the Rockies and then three against the Braves and that 10 games then brings us to our final series against the Giants um over the same period the Giants have got a remaining fixture against the the A's. They got they got three against the Mets, three against the Braves, four against the Brewers. So they've got eleven before they meet us. But that's a pretty tough out, tough tough sort of slog. Uh, and the Padres have got one against the Phillies, the three against us, two against the Angels, and then three against the Diamondbacks. So, um, but but across across that and then the rest of the season, uh, the Padres have got seven at the Giants and they host the Giants for three so the Giants and the Padres go head to head 10 more times this season which is which is a pretty um pretty high high proportion of the sort of remaining fixtures um what are your what are, what are your thoughts on sort of the next next 10 12 games and and, and just where we all are with our, our respective standings and and up and up and coming sort of fixture lists yeah, I mean, again, I think you wouldn't you wouldn't want to swap um, our our schedule with the Giants. I, I I wouldn't say. I mean, you know, there's no such thing as 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 sure things in in baseball. But you know, they're gonna they're gonna play the Braves, who are top of the NL East, and they've got to play the Brewers, who are top of the NL the, the NL Central. They've got the third best uh, third best record in the National League uh, behind ourselves and the Giants. Um, the the Braves have been on a real tear. We've won nine in a row. They've won eight in a row. Mm. Um, so it's it, they're coming up against some they're coming up against some hot teams, and then they, and then they face us. Um, so I think it'll be very interesting to have this conversation in ten games' time and see if it's gone the way that that you that you'd think. The Giants, I think, would do very well to finish five and five. And I look and I'd look at ours, and I would say that I would love it. If we were seven and three, and that would put us, and that would, and that would put us uh, even going into going into that final series with the Giants, uh, it could be, you know, clearly it could, it could go anyway. We've been hot for a while, and we've been hot before this season, and then we've and then we've stunk the place out. Um, we, I know, I know we're going to come on to uh, to injuries shortly, but hopefully we're going to start getting some, uh, you know, some some players back. Uh, in the in the next few weeks, 
and that's only going to help our case over the next uh, over the next 10 games over the next i guess 20 games and i think we're in a good place i think mm. I, I, you know um i don't want to say too much you know about the giants have kept winning all year they have mm. you know every every time it looks like they're coming up on a on a, on a, on a tough run uh, the giants have kept winning yeah, and there was a point. There was a point last night when they were down comfortably, and you thought, "Here we go, we're we're up. They're down. Um, this is going to be the you know the point where we draw within half a game, and then and then you know, they 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 turned it around. So yeah, we've talked a lot about the wheels have got to come off at some point. They can't be this good for that long, and and yet you know all credit to them that, that they are. But I think it's intriguing that when you look at the fixtures with. Uh, I think they've got 39, 40 games left. You know, a quarter of the games remaining for the for the Giants are are them against the Padres. I mean, that how that sort of shapes up in the fixture list is quite bizarre when you think we've only got three against the Giants in the same period. I think it is. Um, so it's um, or four something like that, but certainly much much smaller proportion. Um, yeah, it, it's it's going to be intriguing, and and, and I think the fact you I mean you, you you've mentioned the Braves are on a on a on a on a on a real run at the moment. If you look at our next sort of ten or eleven games, both us and the Giants have got three each against the Braves. So those you know you could you could look at sort of similar records. Then um, I guess the difference is that we've we've got three against San Diego, and they've got three against the Mets. And you'd probably argue and say, well, the Mets are probably. Um, possibly better at the moment I know the Padres have got a better record but you might say that the Mets might be a tougher ass than the Padres but then but then we have the um the Rockies and the and the Giants have the Brewers so if you if you're just comparing across those games yeah you'd have to say that us having three against the Rockies and them having four against the Brewers I know who's got the um the easiest the easiest task there to 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 try and get a sweep um, but yeah, I think you're right. If we can, hey, the, hey, the you, Rockies have won five in a row, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair to them, they always well. It's like it's like all divisional rivals, isn't it? Uh, all divisional rivals really turn up the heat against one another, um, and it's you know it seems quite tough to go and get a, a sweep against a divisional rival who might be on the similar sort of. Um, stats playing the same kind of baseball as somebody in another division who you might comfortably sweep so um yeah it, it's it's it, it's going to be tough but but i think you're right i i'd like to think that we would be looking at those fixtures over the next 10 11 games you'd like to think that we'll be within half a game um of the giants by the time that series starts and then and then well it's in our own hands then isn't it but we've got to we've got to we've got to win a series against them at some point um so yeah, lot, lots to play for, and it's going to be going to be fascinating. Um, I think we've got a wild card, if nothing else, though. But anyway, hopefully it's not going to come to that. Um, injuries. You you mentioned we've got a few people coming back. So uh, Joe Kelly started rehabbing a couple of days ago. Um, Mookie, they're talking about maybe starting to rehab from as early as the twenty fourth, so two days time. Um, Arias is they reckon will will be back for the for the Padres season series which is brilliant because we've had enough we've talked earlier about bullpen games and we could really do with having Bueller, Scherzer and Arias all back and and and, and firing um, slightly further ahead uh, Kershaw I think he's eligible from the 5th of September and Danny Duffy who obviously we've not seen since he was traded for but he's eligible from the 15th of September so um the cavalry is very much coming over the hill. I, I guess the trick is to not 
put too much strain on those who are not injured at the moment because the last thing we want is people coming back from injury just as others go on the IL because they've been carrying the team while others have been out. Um, who who are you most looking forward to seeing back? Oh, I mean, I, my my fandom, my Dodgers fandom was was built around Clayton Kershaw. You know, I, I, it's it's always excited to it's always excited to see him come back. Um, he's, you know, when, when I really fell in love with this team, he was he was at the peak of his, you know, he was at the peak of his game, and it was almost like it was a guaranteed win every time he stepped onto the mound. He was uh, he he was so so good. So he holds a a special place in my heart. Uh, I mean, clearly there's some there's some very good players uh, on 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 the list that you that you've just read out, and I don't want to steal them all from you because I'm sure that you've got one yourself. I'm going to leave one because I think I know who yours is going to be. Um, uh, but um, I'm going to say that um, uh, uh, Mookie uh, on the way back. Um, I heard him talking the other day about. Uh, I heard uh, Rod Dave Roberts uh, talking the other day um, that Mookie thinks is his his pain in the hip in his hip has has gone and that he's so happy about it. And, and because, you know, he is on a long-term contract and they want him to be fit, well, for the remainder of that contract, but, you know, for the rest of this season, they're not rushing him back. They're taking the time with him. And I think that's an appropriate thing to do. Um, at the end of the day, we've got to play Chris Taylor somewhere uh, at the moment. And this just opens up a, this just opens up a spot uh, with uh, give, give Taylor and, and, uh, and AJ Pollock some games. Um, but Mookie Betts is, you know, he's an MVP caliber player. So excited to see uh, to see him starting to come back. Uh, one player we won't be seeing back um, in Dodger Blue is the player who earned the easiest million pounds in a uh, million dollars uh, in the in the history of baseball, Cole Hamels, who uh, signed for the rest of the season for for a million and well, he's now on the IL for the remainder of the season. But um, hopefully, I left. Hopefully, I left the one that you were you were looking to talk about there. Let's see. Who were, you, who were you thinking I was going to be talking about? Serious. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. I mean, I, even though I've got, I've got the 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 um the a Joe Kelly shirt and a Mookie Betts shirt, and like you, I'm a huge fan of Kershaw. Um, yeah, there's just I, it's just something about Arias, and you just think, you know, when I watch him, I sort of think or, or see that he's starting. I kind of think if he gets through the first innings without giving any runs away, we're going to win. You know, he seems to occasionally have sort of that slight blip in the first inning where he can we can let let a couple of runners go or a home run or something. But after that, he's another one with with the same. It seems to have a very very similar uh, mindset mentality to to Bueller, who we talked about earlier. You know, you, we saw him when he closed out the World Series last year. I mean, the guy just gets up there, is completely unfazed and just does it. Um, so yeah, love Kershaw back and love Betts back and, and, and Kelly in the bullpen, brilliant and all the rest of it. Um, and the fact actually that Kelly could be back much earlier and therefore strengthens that bullpen if we're relying on bullpen games for a bit longer is clearly good. Um, but, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know, look, looking long-term ahead, you could see, well, if you're starting, if you've got Bueller and, and, and Arias and then May coming back, hopefully, you know, sort of next season, um, that's a that's a pretty strong sort of similar aged trio who you can who you can build a franchise around for for the next decade. You know, if you keep keep them under under long term contracts and they stay, you know, pretty fit, that's um, 
that's that's a scary lineup. And then you add in a couple of couple of veterans, whether it's Kershaw or manage to extend shares or something like that, adding a couple of veterans with those three. Um, yeah, lights out there. That that's an amazing lineup. So um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to having him back. Uh, just that that personality and that that fire, which is which I think would be good. So uh, predictions for the weekend. We've talked a bit about the, the upcoming games when we were looking at the sort of the mind the gap slot. But yeah, we've got we've got the final game against the Mets, uh, which is starting shortly actually. So we, we we tend not to give a prediction for for the game that's being played on the day that we're podding. So so we won't talk about that one. But then we got the the three against the Padres, um, and then the first two of three home games against the Rockies. So we're actually only calling calling five this week. What what, what are your thoughts on those five? It's a tough one. It's a tough one. I, I, you know, I, I was trying to think of something clever to say, but I'm looking at it and I'm going, right, five, five games there. Three, 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 three away in San Diego, two home to the Rockies. Um, the Padres always seem to lift their game against us. They always seem to, and I think they're not the only team. I think you know when you when you play in the when you play in the World Series champions, you you know you, you have to you have to realize that you've got a target on your back. But given the rivalry that is that has been cultivated over the last over the last few years with the with the Padres, probably since the signing of Machado, really, um, it's it's an interesting one. I would like us, I would like to think given the way that the Padres have been playing recently, I think we have to take that. I, I think we, we have to take that series. Um, I think we're going to lose one. Um, so I'm going to say that we're going to win that series uh, on the road two to one. Um, and then the first two games at home to Colorado, it's, it's always hard to predict at what point we're going to hit the hit a bullpen game and, and how to work out who's going to, uh, uh, who's going to, who's going to, um, fall down, but I, I would imagine at least one of those is going to be a bullpen game. Uh, so I'm going to say that we're going to split with the Rockies uh, on those on those first two. So I've got us I've got us three and two through the week. Yeah, I th- I think we'll go. If we look, if we looked at the whole of the Rockies series, you're right. I think I think we'll win the Padres two one, and I think we'll beat the Rockies two one. It's just whether that one is within the. the the two that we're calling, if you see what I mean, I'm going to go positive. I'm going to say we're going to we're going to be uh, out of those five games, we're going to be four and one. So I think we'll we'll win the first two against the Rockies, and we'll have uh, particularly if if Arias is back. So if we've got a, if we've got a run with Arias and Scherzer and Bueller, you know, if, if Price manages to go quite deep tonight, and then I think we have got a, a day off. Um, that it, it starts to sort of fall into fall into place, hopefully. So. Um, yeah, let's let's go four and one over those um, over those five games. And in terms of UK friendly times, there's the game that's starting in about fifteen minutes, and yeah. then that's it until uh, this time next week, where there is another game, the game against the Rockies, which is also at ten past nine UK time. Um, but otherwise, um, that's pretty much it. Um, any any final thoughts, Ian? Uh, yeah, I do actually. I've got a couple of things I'd like to say. So, uh, firstly, I've mentioned them a few times on, on the podcast, but I'm the general manager of the Liverpool Trojans Baseball Club, and we um, we were able to welcome uh, the internationally recognised uh, baseball artist Andy Brown to our uh, to our little ballpark uh, in Bootle in Liverpool, 
uh, last Sunday, and he's and he came down and he he painted our uh, he, he painted our field. Uh, we're delighted with the with with the result. Uh, several of us have have, have ordered prints, but I'd like to I'd like to to thank Andy for um, for taking the time to you know to come down meet us. What a lovely bloke as well, Ian. If you ever get a chance to meet him or, or, or to converse with him on Twitter, absolutely lovely bloke. Um, and the other one, I want to give a bit of a shout out to one of my uh, inspirations behind you know wanting to be involved in in, in, a, in a form of baseball podcast, and that is to Matt Mutton, uh, who runs the British Baseball Podcast. Uh, that started running just around about um, before before COVID happened, uh, so before the first lockdown. And um, uh, Matt uh, celebrated his 100th episode uh, the other day, and he invited people from across the domestic game in the UK, uh, some uh, some more familiar than others. We had uh, uh, Johnny Gould and Josh Chetwind uh, came on. Uh, uh, he used to present the Channel 5 Baseball overnight uh, back in the day, as well as the the, the, the GB manager, uh, uh, Drew Spencer, and uh, previous manager, Liam Carroll. Uh, lots and lots and lots of us were invited on to share our thoughts on what baseball means to us. Uh, if, you ha- if you get a spare, it, it's a longer episode, but uh, if you do get a chance to... Uh, to, to, to maybe break up a few car journeys and want to hear a few testimonies about how the game in the UK has affected those of us uh, involved in it, then it's well worth uh, a listen. And I just want to say congratulations, Matt. You've done a great job. You're an inspiration to many of us. Um, and keep doing what you're doing. We love listening. I was going to say a hundred podcasts. That is a that is a good that is a good effort. Amazing for for a sport that is still relatively you know sort of in its infancy to an extent. I know it's you know grassroots are growing and all the rest of it, but nevertheless to to, to be doing that, that's um that's 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 real commitment. And yeah, not come across it before, but I will certainly give it a listen now. That's uh, definitely definitely worth the shout out. Thank you for that. Um, I just had one, and I, I was just desperately trying to scroll through through twitter while you were talking there to to, to find it but I, I knew i'd seen it somewhere um and i think we talked about it a few weeks ago and, and some people would have seen it but there was the um the story about joey voto and the and is the, the the young girl abigail who who turned up to see him and then he got ejected and she was poor girl was distraught and then he came out with with goodies and she saw another game and and it was wonderful i don't know if you saw it but the reds tweeted out this some some important information had been brought to our attention um so joey voto's 41 games before abigail um eight home runs 29 rbis batting i think 0.234 something like that um in the in the 52 games since then, he's up at 0.316. He's had 19 home runs and 50 RBIs. So the the the, the, the positive impact of of bringing a young fan um, into your life. Uh, but it's just, I mean, we've we've shouted out a few times. We've talked about other teams. We even talked about the Padres that time when they were in the uh, Washington when there was a shooting. You know, it's this is this is predominantly a Dodgers podcast but we will always try and give shout outs to other positive stories about baseball whether they're in the UK or or in the in the MLB um but yeah a good news story to end it on um but otherwise um thank you to 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 my co-podder tonight uh Ian Blees great talking to you and talking with you once again um thank you to everybody out there listening hope you've enjoyed the uh, the podcast and we will talk to you again soon all the best take care goodbye